Welcome to the KFA Podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass. Yeah. So podcast number one, we have a guest today. I'll let you introduce yourself. How about that? My name is Lisa, Lisa Carlo, and uh, I'm excited to be here. So Uh, Lisa, you're a real estate agent at, is it, which brokerage are you at now? I'm at Keller Williams Keller, okay. in Vancouver, okay. represent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you do a lot of new construction, correct? I do a lot of yeah. new construction. Um, I started out just, I mean, I go hard with everything I do, and I wanted to do open houses, and so I just started calling listing agents up and asking if I could do open houses on their listings. And, uh, I mean, I met Brandon Addy. I called him off the sign. I'm like... <laughs> nobody's answering glad you did because your your face is on the billboard you know and he's like i'm like can i do an open house i want to do these hours he's like well calm down you know people are <laughs> in church that time so here why don't you just do a couple hours and it was pretty funny and uh i ended up at his listing and the seller hadn't even cleaned the house or anything and uh, i used to clean houses i had all my stuff in the back of the car and i'm like i'm that's not my shift i'm not cleaning this house <laughs> sat in that house and i called him i'm like dude the seller hadn't even cleaned it. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. But how yeah. long ago was that? Like, oh geez. So that was literally probably. So I got my license the week that interest rates went up to seven percent. Oh. And so I probably Perfect. talked to him like in November, and then not too long after that, I was at the bus stop, dropping my kids off, and there was a little, you know, ranch house. Um, and I called the number and it was David Cornienko and he just texted me back. I'm like, I left him a message. I'm like, can I do an open house on your listing? He's like, we could probably work something out. Why don't you come down to my office? And had to reschedule mm-hmm. once because something happened with my kids. And he's like, I'll be here, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And then I walked in and here's, he's tall, like six foot tall, you know, super big presence. And we just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're cool. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I do new construction and um, I'm building my portfolio and he just puts out a list of new construction homes, those beautiful homes. And he's like, you can live at them. Just choose what one you want. Just let me know. And he's like, give me your schedule and, uh, and just call me, you know, or, or, you know, we, we exchanged emails. I went and got in my car and I looked at these and I was just like, is this for real? (laughs) He just like offered me this straight up. And I'd asked him, I'm like, so what's the catch? He's like, I don't work with buyers. Okay. He's like, I'm a listing agent. I work with buyers. There's m- enough money to go around. So I'm like, this is like a godsend. I'm like, perfect. What is going on right now? Yeah. And he had he had messaged me too. He's like, so do you like our homes? And I was just letting it sink in. I'm like, I'll take that one right there. <laughs> wow. And that was it. That was the history. And now we're yeah every day. So, so what's a day in the life right now as far as? Are you doing open houses during the week or just weekends or? Oh man. Well, I mean, I did open houses every single day of the week when I started. I did not care. That's the one thing I think that David was like, this girl's different. I literally would wake. I I gave him my schedule. He's like, just give it to me on Monday. I gave it to him on on Sunday. He then like, he's like, yeah, you can go as much as you want. But um, I would wake up, like meet these buyers. I'm like, well, what if I get an offer? And he would just ignore me. And I, I didn't even know how to write a contract. Mm. I'm like, no. And he, he just ignored me. And I just keep asking questions. And, um, and then, um, yeah, at one point, uh, 
I would be like, well, these buyers need and they want a gated community. So can we please build a new community with them, like a new new development with a gate? You know, that's what they need. And he wouldn't reply. I mean, I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning just on one, just these long emails for him. And and then finally, it was Christmas week, and uh, I mean, it's snowing. I'm going to these open houses. He's mm-hmm. probably just like whatever. And then um, a lady walked in and wanted to make an offer. Wow. And I had never seen a purchase and sale contract because my first mentor told me I wasn't ready for contracts. Oh. Yeah, I know. And so I'm calling David and he's like, I'm trying to play it off. Like I have a transaction coordinator because I kind of did, but I didn't even have zip forms. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even log into anything. And I'm, he's like, I thought you have had your license for a year. I'm like, no, I've had it for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> or whatever. It was pretty much wow. that. So we slammed that deal at Christmas week. That was my first deal. Merry Christmas. It was our Christmas miracle deal. Yeah. Wow. So how did you how did you get through that? How did it end up playing out with the forms and Um I ended up on Cal- so I was with EXP. Okay. And I had to switch over. Um I no longer trusted that other mentor and I knew David had uh he had just switched over to Keller Williams. He had I mean his plate was full. Mm-hmm. And so um I ended up at Keller Williams doorstep and anybody who was in the office helped me write the offer. They just all came together, signed oh. me up. I think I did the quickest transfer of my license that they've ever done. And um and yeah, they helped me with that offer and that that buyer hopped on a plane. She I got the offer and it took me a couple like a week probably to get it right cuz she was going back and forth on pricing and then um and i'm like all you need to do is give me the pre-approval and we're good she hopped on a plane went cross country and then wouldn't answer my call for like the whole week and so david's like where's the pre-approval i'm like it's coming it's coming it's coming and then the lender was like i'm with family i'm with family and then david's like all right well i think we're gonna have to you know it's not gonna work out and then with two minutes later i got the pre-approval in my Hmm. email it was crazy amazing yeah, so day in the life. Um, I ran open houses pretty much five days a week or more um, the whole time. And then I started, then once I started getting busy, I had to take like Monday and Tuesdays to work, you know, office stuff, contracts, classes. I know as soon as I sign up with Keller Williams, they're like, well, you got to go to contracts class and you got to do this, that, and the other and ask anybody there. I'm just like, you cannot get, you cannot pin me down. Yeah. I cannot sit in a class, but I did a little bit. And so I've, I've worked out my schedule. I wake up at 5.30 in the morning. I go straight to my computer. I work on buyer stuff, it, whether it's my own marketing. I do all my own marketing, all my own social media. Um, I'm just pinged to whatever I need to do to help my clients. And then now um, open houses are usually Wednesday through Sunday. Now we're running like between five and seven open houses so I had to take on some more agents so I managed them and oh wow um so you're kind of running a team now of sorts we are having a loosely we are creating a loose team um doing some mentoring I can't officially have a team until I have two years or is it two or three years so I can get I think it's two years two years for and then you have to pass the managing broker right and I'm still working on my Oregon so yeah yeah, that's me and me and Club me in school is that's not. news to me i uh i had a team i think at one year did you yeah. see and a new home center <laughs> did you i remember that yeah. yeah so did you just do like a referral team since you didn't have your designated brokers yet or how did you run it 
Uh, I have always been an ask for forgiveness type of guy. Maybe we should probably cut this out. <laughs> I get in trouble now. Uh, I don't know. I just did it. And uh, yeah. no, nothing bad ever happened. So There you go. See, all this, yeah, that's pretty much how my last three months have gone. So, you know, the, <laughs> referral fees is all it was. One of the things I'm noticing is like you said, you wake up at five o'clock in the morning and you're hustling. Like, yeah. from the time that you wake up till the time you go to bed, you're hustling. And, I think that's the difference nowadays. I see a lot of people enter into this business and they and they just kind of wait for things to come to them. And uh, you have to make your own opportunities. Like you found open houses where like, this is a great lead capture for you, right? So right. you are meeting people and talking to people. And those conversations are what leads to deals. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people underestimate that is if you have more conversations, you're going to have more deals as a result of those conversations. And that's the thing right there. It's the conversations. I don't care if it's a fixer with a hole in it. I will sit in my car at the open house and talk to investors. Mm-hmm. I, I met some of my, the deal before the last one, I, well, the, the last one I had, I was a, the open house was uh, Taylor Anderson's that the seller had forgot to pay the bill. The electricity was out. I stayed for an hour. It was snowing outside. The next door neighbor came. It was the, my client's dad. Met him. Boom, boom. Um, and uh, and then the one before that, I mean, it was a Sunday night at 4.30. I was sitting on the counter with cutoffs and my hair in a ponytail because I had sat in my car at the fixer <laughs> open house for the rest of the day. And uh, nobody would go out to this this open house, so I did, and in walks a uh, first-time homebuyer, got Boom. him hooked up with Chris, Chris right there, right then and there. And it's just because I was cool and down-to-earth and had information. Yep. It doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah, and I mean, right. you can go all this social media. I lo- Actually, social media is my creative outlet. I don't feel like I get no money off of that, yep. but it's fun, it's stress-relieving, and I get to have cool music and have swag, and that's part of my personality. But <laughs> ultimately, like, just talking to people. Yeah. That's what it does. Well, and it sounds like you you took imperfect action in the beginning. You didn't know the contracts yet. You didn't have all the I's dotted and T's crossed. And in any business, right, like it's it's a common mistake that people want to have it all figured out before they take their first step. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I'm a go. I just go. And that's how I've always been. Um, I've always just gone. And it got me into a lot of trouble as a teenager. I was crazy wild. Mm-hmm. And you cannot hold me down. And I ended up in jails and rehabs for many years because of it but I was just need you know but before that when I was a child too I was competitive gymnast and I was always you know at the top I didn't care like you cannot hold me back like and when I was okay I remember, that explains a lot now okay well <laughs> right on that note if you're if you're cool transitioning I, I kind of want to take it back to a little bit of your past your upbringing what mm-hmm. that looks like because I, I mean we've had a couple conversations but mm-hmm. I would like to learn a little bit more in detail if you're cool sharing some of that stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom, um, so I was raised by my mom and my stepdad and, uh, um, my, my real dad was Puerto Rican Italian doctor and, um, he was as old as my grandpa and he kind of took, my mom was like blonde hair, blue eyed, um, little California girl. He took her Puerto Rico, had two babies and then he was kind of crazy wild. So she's like, peace out. So we came back to California and then she got with my stepdad who, was kind of the same age. So I was raised by older school, old school. So I'm okay. 83, but I was raised by old school. So I really fit into that generation a little bit older than me. Sure. I think it's because of how I was raised. My mom was um, loosely an addict her whole life, but she was always very successful and career and taught me, um, you know, she, 
she had a lot together, but then not a lot together. And um, uh, yeah, I was always overachiever. Um, I always had prob- kind of trouble fitting in to an extent. Like if I was teased as a little girl, I, I was always like an overachiever and did everything good. So maybe that caused friction between friends, but I would just put that much more energy into like getting that A plus on that test or something. Like if it wasn't going well socially, like, I don't know, I just always like focused all that energy into this mm-hmm. crazy energy into just achieving. Sure. Um, but uh, then, you know, teenage years, and I'm, my mom left my stepdad, and then we moved to Pacific Northwest. And then I think I got pretty uh, resentful at that point and rebellious. And within a couple of years, I was into drugs. And, uh, and then I ran, um, yeah, I, but I, was all, I also um, feel like I had a relationship with Jesus and God from a young age. Um, my great grandma took me to church, and I remember um, feeling the Holy Spirit at those at that. And so, when I was running and gunning, um, doing drugs, uh, I always knew I had more in me. But I think I knew also that I had to go through that for some reason. So I, um, every year between 14 and 22, I put myself into treatment um, or um, inpatient drug treatment, or I went to jail once I started turning 18, and they were all like vacation spiritual experiences type of thing Hmm. um it was interesting but um but then a lot of uh the like jobs that i had as a teenager um (laughs) made it so perfect for real estate because i did like well i did like um these odd end sales jobs where i'd go door to door selling meat boxes of meat like I would like close these deals constantly I did a uh, phone psychic where you had like keep people on the phone I did like all these crazy weird things and then obviously when you're hustling you're like you know you're selling other things and uh you know I you know they 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 raided me the police came and raided 19 year old 100 pound Lisa because she was like way too deep and I ended up uh doing six months in county and um and it was life-changing. That was life-changing. This was at 19 years old? 19 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, and then I got out, and, you know, everybody promised they were going to hold me up, and they were going to give me work. And I ended up pretty much on the streets for a year, sticking needles in my arms at the end. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Like, I'm good before I die. Like, before yeah. I die, I'll, I'll save myself. So I put myself into treatment one last time, ended up um, – uh, in Oxford House and uh, ended up going to uh, Last Chance AA meeting for about eight years and I hardcore helped addicts and alcoholics sponsoring running treatment center workshops for about eight years. Um, had met my first husband, um, the only one they had, and then had my boys and um, waitressed that whole time. And then uh, the divorce, um, I was pretty depressed actually through that time and then uh the divorce I, I just knew something had to change so went through the divorce went through the, probably the worst depression of everything that I've ever been through from the time I divorced to the time I met David to be honest um what was that window three years three years, three years. I, cl- I worked seven days a week cleaning houses for three straight years 10 hours a day you can ask the lady I worked for I made really good money <laughs> for that for that kind of stuff i just needed to be going like i had been Mm -hmm. and i had been a stay-at-home mom for 10 years too after that so that was i mean 
I go hard for everything I do. So I went hard for those boys, my boys, my two boys. Didn't have one night away from my boys when I was a stay-at-home mom. The only night I had away was the night I gave birth to my second. And other than that, they were with me 100% of the time. So I always do extreme, right? Extreme things. But Mm -hmm. I was very isolated and very depressed. And I somehow got my license and real estate license. And uh, then I met David. And he was kind of like an angel to me. Um, he just reminded me of my worth, gave me freedom to, to be, um, the person that I know that God wants me to be. And he has a really, really strong relationship with Jesus. And that was like probably the number one thing too. When I met him, I know that we are on some sort of the same level on personality wise. And then when he emailed me, um, to check how I liked his houses, he had a Bible verse at the bottom of his emails and it was just really bold to me just like you have bible verses on your business emails Mm -hmm. like that's awesome like you're the people that i need and i didn't really trust too many people at that point and uh he's been the best friend that i've pretty much had your family now to him by the way yeah that's 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 how he operates you know yeah it's it's family exactly And, and his brother and um no, he saved me on, God brought, definitely brought me to his doorstep for a reason. And I'm like eternally grateful for the friendship. Stars align. For sure. Yeah. yeah. He saw your fearless mentality, I'm sure. Like, and I think, like, thank you for sharing that too, by the way. Uh, you have like all of these past experiences led you to where you are today. And I think that lends itself to why you are having success in doing what you're, what you're doing. The door to door, you learned how to have conversations with people and how to listen to people. Um, you know, cleaning houses—that's a tough job. You know, so yeah. like doing something like that, you you're now you're in houses and you're having conversations with people about their house, and you're sometimes there's difficult conversations that you have with people when you're cleaning their house i'm sure oh yeah yeah and you know when you're cleaning somebody's house you never know what kind of situation they're in to need the cleaner and so, i mean it really does it all like yeah and i would say waitresses <laughs> and waiters like if if you wait tables you're gonna be good at real estate because you you learn how to open your ears and actually listen to the person and like what their wants and their needs are um, so I've, I've said the bartenders and waiters are always two of the best people to, to turn into real estate agents. I'm obsessed with making people feel like just serving them well, like getting them exactly what they want. And that's as a waitress, like that's what, whatever you want, yeah, we'll make it work. Like I, when you go to a restaurant and you're like, well, I don't, well, I'm like, I know you have it back there. Why? Like, mm-hmm. and that's what, like with real estate, it's like, why can't we put this deal together? Yes, we can. It doesn't matter the market and the rates. Like if we're like, yes, we can. <laughs> See, that's the fearless mentality. I think you have to have in this, cause this market's really challenging for a lot of people. Like I work with a lot of real estate agents and some of them are like, I don't have anything in the pipeline right now. Uh, you know, I have nothing going. And I asked them like, what kind of things are you doing for conversations? Are you having any conversations with people? And most of them don't want to do open houses. They're like, oh, well, I did an open house and I got two people to come in. Mm-hmm. It's two people that you have conversations with. So, yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that right now, what we're experiencing is industry veterans have some sort of baseline that they're used to. And, and you know, in years past, maybe there's eight or 10 people that would come to their open house. So it feels like maybe this is a waste of time. The results aren't coming as fast as they used to, what have you. And then they project that onto their actions without realizing it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they, they, they start doing less of the things that they know would work mm -hmm. and trying putting less lines in the water because they feel almost as if it's like, what's the point? And it's not working like it used to, but that's because they have that experience to base it against. And I think what we've seen during the season is several agents coming into the business with no previous, you know, anything to compare it to. Right. And they're actually outperforming uh, oftentimes because they're taking imperfect action without judging it too soon. It's been hard mentally. Oh my God. I think yeah. this is probably the hardest thing I've ever done mentally. And then, um, no, and then have sitting in the new construction at the high price points, literally like, oh man, it, and the rejection I go through, I have tons of stuff in the pipeline. I go through so much rejection. I literally <laughs> cry a lot. Yeah. I, some, and then once you do get a deal and it, you just, it's so hard to convert. It's so stressful. I literally stay at home, work from home, and in between while I'm negotiating, I lay in my bed and just like, oh my God, <laughs> it is not easy. It is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I'm a glutton for rejection and just challenge. It's not, it's not easy. Yeah. If, if, you know what? If you're not getting no enough, you're probably not asking enough. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I sit in, and I, I, I think I have a special, unique ability to sit in a dead in a house that's empty because I've done it for three years <laughs> when I because when I didn't have my boy I mean I said I don't watch TV at all I sit alone a lot and I can withhold the mental whatever you need to do that it's crazy now I literally just zone out like I can sit it doesn't even matter they don't phase me yeah. and David had told me I'm like what is wrong with me and I talked to Shelly what is wrong with me how come I can't convert these leads or and he just says, you just need to be consistent. And he's always really calm about everything, mm -hmm. like really, you know, and uh, tries to help me not do this, even though that's just how I always am. But yeah. um, you just can't, you just gotta keep doing it. It'll pay off. It, you're, what you're doing is you're filling that pipeline, okay? So you have, you know, 15 people in the pipeline. 12 of them have said no, but that's not no forever. That's mm -hmm. just no right now, we're not ready in six months. Maybe interest rates go down a point, they might pop and they'll be ready. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. I would say, get your favorite realtor, they better have some grit, because when that happens, it's gonna be crazy. I know real estate agents who started in 2006, right at the downturn, like the major, mm -hmm. major downturn. And they started at that time and learned all the tricks of the trade. And then when the market turned around, they had this good solid foundation. They made it. They, I called it going to war. They are. They went to war. They. So you know. funny. I just said that I have a friend who is a really smart investor, and uh, he's like, he kind of was talking to me about the market. He's like, yeah, prices are dropping, and and it was funny because I didn't even. Well, yeah, everything I'm putting offers in where I'm going lowball because, and then we're working it out. Like, let's just get on the table and work it out. Like mm -hmm. this is because I'm a buyer agent mostly. Most of my tra transactions are yep. with buyers, so we're gonna go in where the buyer's comfortable, and then we'll we'll have the seller bring us to reality and we'll work it out. But I was I'm I don't see what he sees. He's out here like this bird's eye view and like studying and like not like emotionally attached. I'm in, on the front lines in the war, and I'm just yeah. like. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like I, it's yeah. When you're in the war, it's it's. Uh, but it, the the agents who make it through this market right here are probably going to be way more set up for success later on. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. It's well, if your first couple of years you're you're cutting your teeth with ankle weights on this entire time, and then and then you experience what it's like to have those come off, and now your baseline is the tough times, and 
and moving forward, it's it's going to feel like a walk in the park. No, but I'm not okay with a walk in the park. Like, there's going to have to be like some leveling up There'll of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have different to different challenges. Yeah. We're going to have to how figure to manage out. your time, how to scale, how to. <sighs> I have a feeling your walk in the park is going to be way different than most everybody else's walk in the park. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and, but you found you found something that works, and and you you continually to work that angle. So is it still open houses? You still doing a lot of open houses? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's my that's where I feel at home. Like if I go through when as soon as I get to that open house, usually I kind of I get like emotionally attached to some of these houses and I'm I'm like okay, I'm at my home. You know, and then when they get offers, if especially if it's been a long haul, it's like I'm kind of sad. It's bittersweet. I'm happy, but I'm also like okay, but then David always has another one for me and so yeah. it's like on to the next, but I love my open houses. I have, I love them. I love my clients. I love. So you've f- officially got licensed back in November. Is that right? October seventeenth. So October. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what what are we on now? Is that ten months? Ten months. Just about yeah. Ten months. 10 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And so, what have your first ten months looked like? Um, how long was it exactly? You said Christmas time for the first deal. Christmas week, and then, and then you, I kept every. I kept sense. something in escrow all the way through till June I had three in escrow in one week and then I went uh very um stressful July with nothing in escrow and David was like you're doing really good (laughs) Mm. I am so hard on myself I just didn't realize I didn't I don't realize how well I do, and I'm very hard on myself. So even when I had something in escrow every single, I was still not yeah. satisfied. Like it still didn't feel like I was doing good enough. Sure. But I think it was because I had so many other things working that didn't go, didn't pop off, right. and I had never, it, I've just never experienced it. So, um, so yeah, so that happened. Um, yeah, uh, I capped within three months, I think, oh. and then. Um, so how many have you closed, and do you have pending? Like how many do you think, what do you think your production will be in your first full year, if you had to guess? A couple months left. I, well, I hope to at least get 12. Okay. At least. Yeah. I have 10, so. Okay. Right now, but I have one pending, one should close in a week. But um, I was, hope, well, after I had three in that week, I was like ready to rock like two yeah. per month for the rest of the year. So Just that was my new mind. normal. That was my mind, yeah. And so I took that hard, like hard. So now I had to recalibrate and be good with where I'm at, you know. Yeah. And it it's it's never been a, about the money. Like I didn't even know, realize how much whatever. <laughs> I I mean, it's it's about just helping these people, yeah. getting what they want. We well, were focused on the right thing in that shows for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that as you continue to, you know, get even more experience under your belt in this business, you'll realize that growth is never going to be linear. That gets us all. We think that that's the new normal. Uh, we're going to be closing this every month now. Just make sure you don't, you know, obviously base your spending habits on the future <laughs> projection you expect oh. now. Uh, that never so, happens, so does it? If, you, if you're able what? to accomplish 12 in the first year, that's um, very impressive for a normal year. Yeah. Um, I think the stat is the average agent, it's maybe two or three mm-hmm. in their first year in a normal season. Um, we just read some stats yesterday, and this is on the loan side, not necessarily just housing transaction side, but um, back in 2020, 2021, during COVID, in Clark County, there was about $8 billion in home sales or refinances. So there was $8 billion in loan amounts that occurred. This year, there's been $1.86 over the past 12 months. 
So the market currently deals to go around is operating at 23% of what it was two years ago. So if you took that metric in mind and you're, you know, closing 12 this year, that could have been over 50, you know, back then. So keep that in mind for sure. Cause I think everybody's, you know, everything's so skewed right now in our thoughts around that's, how many deals is, is that's is right. staggering. We're, you have 23% of the, of the loans, you know, deals to go around mm -hmm. this year compared to a couple of years ago, Wow! which during COVID was an over, it was a larger year than normal. So like the, right. the most recent normal year of like probably 2019 was about 4.5 billion, but still mm -hmm. it's down, you know, precipitously from there. Yeah. So, and it is crazy to think that for every deal people are closing right now would have been five during that year. It's a lot. So a little bit of what to expect in a couple of years, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I definitely need that transaction coordinator. <laughs> so, uh, so your data, your database too, like all of these past clients, you're adding to your database. Every single person that closes, that's a new relationship, and somebody new that can feed you more business as well. Do you get referrals from any of your past clients, or I've got one referral so far, okay. and okay. so well that haven't that hasn't started popping off quite yet. I think interest rates are slowing down because I've had quite a few people talk about it, and then yep. it's just like yeah. So that'll probably happen into my second year, but mm -hmm. you know it's we're building on that. We're building on that. Everything's been open house walk-ins, open house just complete stranger, raw conversions for me. So they're far. just following signs and walking in or driving by basically well david puts a lot into his marketing so um to draw people to the open houses um and just the fact that his listings are so you know some of the best in They're town nice. which is what yeah. you know yeah. so they bring the people it's eye candy it's eye candy yeah. you know it's local builders it's you know they all have that custom touch they're all down to earth great service you know hard working um yeah so we got you know some good stuff going for sure. So outside of home building, are you going to kind of venture off into maybe like uh, getting out of open houses or is that just going to kind of be your thing for now? So um, David wants me to build a team because he thinks I'd be really good at it. And Keller Williams is, is known for their teams. So I think I will, um, you know, when people are coming to me wanting mentorship, um, and helping them does help me, you know, helping other people helps, you know, yeah. helps our, our, our souls. So, um, I am organically letting whatever that is going to be come together. Um, who knows what I'm going to do, <laughs> yeah. uh, open house. Yeah. Right now, open houses, are, that's my home. It's, I, it, it's been hard. So, you know, that's like where I feel that's my little spot, but like I, who knows? Well, so we're doing it. He's doing a new construction, new um, um, like PC program where people are going to learn how to do more um, new construction business. So I definitely want to start working with builders. I want to have my own new construction listings. I really want to follow in the footsteps of how he he is my mentor. Like I love what he's doing. I think he's absolutely um, uh, so smart and and. You know, that's kind of where I'm gravitating yeah. towards. I like small business. I like hard working. I don't like corporate. Like Holt Homes kind of offered me maybe a, something over there. I don't want to do any of that. Like I, I like connecting with these. I've, I've been going up to some of the um, new construction sites and talking to some of the builders. And, um, you know, I would love to, to help people like 
yeah. on that sort of level. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the beautiful part about identifying a mentor is they're able to, you can borrow from their mistakes, right? And they can kind of show you a little bit of a clearer path so you don't have to make all the same mistakes that everybody makes starting out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, number one thing you learned in the last 10 months of being licensed that you didn't know previous to being licensed. If, if I came back to you in, when you were taking your real estate exam and said, you're going to want to know this. So one piece of advice. Um, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm, my biggest thing I'm learning is managing my big emotions. Mm. which has been my biggest challenge my whole entire life. Yeah. And there's so many big emotions with this. And I'm going through so much. Um, I, I had also lost both of my parents going through, coinciding with the births of my children. So going, I think I've gone through so much in my life, and now everything is just kind of coming to this head where I'm kind of finally becoming the woman that I'm going to be happy with and that I'm achieving all these things. And... Um, everything's going to be okay. Like no matter what, it, like, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm learning. You have to tell yourself that daily. <laughs> and I'm really believing it though. Like yeah. it is going to be okay. So I'm, I'm of the, the same kind of DNA, uh, being that I get satisfactory from achievement as well. And I've had to work on that. So one question I have right now in this moment, are you happy? <laughs> wow. That's a big question. Mm-hmm. I am in this moment happy at this moment right now. I can say yes, I am happy. I am, I have struggled yeah. big time with that, big time. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. At this exact moment in time with nothing else, this is a pretty cool moment, I have okay. to say. So I, I'm making huge, huge steps and huge progress yeah. towards that. You already have in the whole year that you've been licensed. I think what you've done is very, that's a a big accomplishment for somebody who's only been licensed not even a year. I've worked with agents who have not been licensed or who've been licensed maybe a year or two years and don't have 12 transactions to their name. So, but they don't hustle. And that's what I noticed. Like you're like always hustling. You always want to strive. You're, when I first met you, you were like, (laughs) you were like, pounding like i'm ready to go and i'm gonna i'm gonna take over the world and i was like she is gonna kill it yeah. i was like are you ready for this energy because yeah. i need somewhere to put it yep so social media is kind of a place where you've been uh yeah. putting it as well I it's have. kind of your outlet now yeah yeah i did take to social media as i had my 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 slower month um i went on there quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just kind of, and also just being so isolated for so long, I'm kind of coming out because I know a lot of people. I have a lot of, of friends that I, I don't talk to a lot, and they, they're probably wondering, like, where, where's she at? Like, what's going on? So, yeah, I'm coming out of my shell and putting on social media a little You were bit. reluctant at first. Probably, yeah. yeah you I, were reluctant about social media at first. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. But honestly, like, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an extrovert in, introvert. I'm, like, both, right? So... When I'm on, when I'm on yeah. one, I'm on one though. Like you better watch out. Like sometimes I'm like, oh God, just calm down a little bit. Like, oh, you went a little too far, but whatever. That's just my personality. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have uh, any any insight or pieces of advice? I guess what's one piece of advice you'd have for somebody who may currently be in a similar struggle to some to one of the various struggles that you've dealt with in your past? Um, 
to give them, I guess, some optimism and hope that things could change? I would say um, stick with the people, uh, stick with those people that feel safe in your heart, that don't give you anxiety. Um, I think that we have a intuition inside of us that knows that the right people to be around, and that's a really big thing because when we're um, weak, um, we might allow people in our, our, you know, energy that aren't good for us. And so I think that one of the biggest things for me is when I stay around people that really love me and are treating me properly as a human being, mm-hmm. um, that is uh, a place to grow where somebody can grow. And um, isolation's not good, but um, healthy people are. So choose your people wisely. Choose your people wisely. Your circle. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I think we're probably pretty close to wrapping up on time. The last question I guess I want to ask is what is your what's your future look like? What are your what are your goals for the next 12 months? What do you see happening? I'm going to grind it out. Going to grind it out. Um there's so many things in the pipeline that I am excited to see come to the surface. A lot of more listings. Um just a lot of, um, I want to see the girls that I'm working with slam some deals and ha- and work with them on, on, on their success. Um, I want to watch David's new construction blow up. All of the things that he's been working on for many years, like he's been work- he's he works so hard. Like I've never seen a man multitask like that. So I'm excited to see him, um, um, everything go well for that. Um, you know, I have my boys uh, with me, you know, just watch them grow as they're going through their, you know, they're getting older by the day. And uh, I want Connor to mentor my my little one with some YouTube. He's nine and um, they're very proud of their mom. So obviously, you know, um, uh, making my boys proud um, is a big, big thing. And being able to provide for them because while I'm in this industry for, you know, um, I have opportunity to provide some really awesome things. And uh, my ex-husband has always been very supportive of me. And now I get to like super contribute to this life that they've, um, that he's created. He just got two acres in Camas right by my house for the boys. So they wow. just upgraded, huge upgrade. And, uh, and. Did they use you as the agent? No, they did not use me as the agent. <laughs> So that, but you know, I respect that. I have not had any transactions with anybody I know. They've all, like I said, been raw strangers. And actually it's it's understandable. And he had a really strong relationship with a, a guy from from his church that was taking very good care of him. And he got, I mean, this house that he got, I think they put it on the market for 740 and it got overbid to like 830 or something. Wow. There was like 10 offers. Wow. He was the second and the first guy I had something happened and dropped mm. out and wow. then he got it. So Perfect. I mean it was uh I am so happy for him. Like Good. it and my kids if you saw follow my reels, my kids gave me a, a real estate tour of it and it was nice. like too stinking cute. Every one of the goals that you listed and aspirations by the way revolved around somebody else not yourself and uh i don't know if you realize that or not but your team it's uh the success of other people is everything you just talked about which i think just only lends to the the true nature of your heart honestly and it's probably why you've been so successful up till this point over the past year because there's a lot of people 
selfish and only thinking about themselves in this business. Pretty soon you're going to be able to be the mentor. Mm -hmm. Like when you have a team, you're going to be the mentor and you're going to be the people that they're going to be sitting in a podcast going, Lisa really helped me out a lot. You know, when I first came into the industry, I learned a lot. That's going to be you in a couple they're of years. They're going to think, think that, that about me or they're going to think, gee, she was feisty. And she, because sometimes this, when people cross the line, I, I like, so people would be like, oh, careful for her, though. Hey, <laughs> she has two sides. Well, you got to be yourself, and you're going to attract the tribe that appreciates who you really are. Your vibe attracts your tribe. You should never, you know, never try to appeal to everybody. Don't worry, you'll, I don't. you'll grow your own, <laughs> your own tribe very authentically. So. 100%. Right. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much uh, for coming on today, being our very first podcast guest. We When we talked about the first episode and what we wanted to accomplish we we said we wanted to bring somebody on who exemplified the kfa brand in its totality somebody who has kicked fucking ass and is now keeping faith alive and i think that that is what you've done and what you're continuing to do so any any last uh, words of wisdom thank you guys so much for believing in me for supporting me for inviting me um the whole real estate community in this town has been absolutely amazing and life-changing and i'm eternally grateful for all of you guys Thank you. Welcome to the KFA Podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass.